Hi guys, so tonight on the show we have Gary who's a head gardener who stays in Yorkshire and he's telling us all about his story of how he became a gardener and what he loves about gardening. So I'm really looking forward to chatting to Gary. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. So, would you like to introduce yourself? So, my name's Gary Sprebury. I'm a head gardener in the Cotswolds. Um, I've been gardening for roughly 14 years now. So, so what? Um, so, what got you into gardening? Did you like it, or was it a kind of was it a fluke or that that you just started doing it? Well, I, I always remember from a young child, I would always help my dad out in the back garden grow vegetables, or I would go out and help with the weeding. From a young age, I mean, when I was eight or nine, so I guess I was green-fingered from a young age. Um, and then, yeah, from then onwards, I, I kind of... It was my it was my safe space. If, if I ever wanted to get out of the house, I would always plod along in the garden. I would dig from the... From a young teenager, um, I was never indoors type person. I always wanted to be outdoors, and I would always find myself in the garden. <clears throat> yeah, I can totally relate to that. And that I, I remember, and I was talking to when I was talking to Lee, who was on the other night. I was talking about being young, and 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 going out and kind of exploring, like where where you lived. You still was kind of going explore and like climb trees and things and just make like I remember um, like we would make like tree swings and stuff with like. Um, like yeah. old tires and stuff that you would find, and it's just that's the way I always was. I always was as a child. I always loved being outdoors, and yeah, no, that, that was very much like us. But like I said, there was nothing like being in a garden for me. I found it just so soothing, and it's what I needed back then um, to keep me calm, I guess. Well, amazing. So, you did you go into gardening after you left school, or? No, so I kind of went. My my parents pushed me into sixth form college, and they wanted me to go to university. So I started studying business. Um, and I was never, I was never a naughty child, but I wasn't a classroom-based child either. I could do my work, but I was never interested in it. Um, so my parents wanted to take me a different route in my career um, and, and my next door neighbour, he worked for the council, he was actually the area manager for the council and the council got a lottery fund and they needed an apprentice um, to help out, help out develop this green space and it took some persuading but yeah, that, that's how I ended up getting my f- foot in, into gardening because my parents, I had to persuade my parents that is actually what I wanted to do. Um, not not sit behind the office with a suit on and, and whatever business they wanted me to go down. Um, and I didn't want to go to university, so um, yeah, I, I, I kind of guess I was lucky in the sense that I had a next door neighbour who worked for the council and yeah, that's how I started basically. 
and and it's it just seems to be fate then now i seen on i seen on your instagram that you have had live-in posts so you've actually lived where you've been doing the garden so do you do you move about or like time well i don't i don't move about as such i've had so just an overview of my career so far i started in north yorkshire on as an apprentice with a council that lasted roughly 18 months and then I went to an agricultural college to study uh, a level three extended diploma in horticulture, and that that actually opened more doors on the estates, the private sector, st- st- the type of job which I want somewhere very quiet where you're not going to get asked lots of questions, just just somewhere where you could be left alone and and enjoy the garden and love the garden. So like I've. I started in the public and then I went to college and now I'm working in private gardens. So for the last seven to eight years I've been working in private gardens. Um, I was a trainee at Abbotswood in Stirl, which was a living position. Um, and then I went on to be an assistant head um, as quick as that. Um, and that was a living position and then I've had two head gardener positions since and they've all been living but me and my partner have actually just bought an house so I've decided to kind of live life a little because it's a bit of a lifestyle when you live on site under someone else's eye and on their property you have to I don't know, you feel as though you're restricted in certain areas so while I'm still pretty young, I want to enjoy life a little now as well. Um, well, well, congratulations on getting your first house. That's an exciting yeah. time. Um, it's it's great to have your own kind of space, I suppose, as well. If you're living in in someone's house, like you say, it's not really your house, so you find a wee bit kind of as if you can't really... It's good to... The, uh, well, we, me and my husband, we like to kind of, like do the house up and stuff and like that even the garden like um yeah. it's good to have your own space because we we rented houses before like we saved up um for a few years yeah. before we we got our first house and then um this is our second house we're in but um when we rented we kind of felt a bit like um we wanted to do stuff in the garden but it's kind of uncertain because it's not really yours if so you can't really put a lot of time and effort in it because you you don't know when it's going to like yeah, end. That's correct. That's correct. But I think I think that's the most thing I've missed is my own garden, somewhere where I can sit out and enjoy and go out and try different ideas, different planting schemes, and just just get my hands dirty in my own garden. Um, so to be honest, out of the whole house, I enjoy the small little garden I've got out back. The house is. It's my partner's wise. You'll find me in the garden whenever uh, every opportunity I can get, really. Uh, And and are you? uh, So, what kind of gardener are you? Are you? Are you a vegetable gardener, or are you more of a flower gardener? Are you a bit of both? I would say I've had to do both, but um, I would say I'm definitely the ornamental gardener. I love my plants. any working amongst the borders, design, creating. Uh, yeah, your general maintenance gardener, but the vegetable side of it, I've actually really enjoyed it because I've had to, 
out of all of the horticulture, that's been one of the most challenging parts for me is the learning the vegetable size, when to plant stuff out, before frost, after frost. I mean, you make mistakes all the time. I planted French beans all in, in March this year and they were dead by me because of the frost. And I mean, you, it's a rookie mistake to make, but I guess you, you learn from them. You, you've got no one telling you when you're the head gardener. You, you kind of, you have to do it. Um, but now I know for the future, I know not to do it. But if you put me in a ornamental gardening away from the vegetables, that's that's where I flourish really. Um, my plant knowledge is incredible, really. I, I just feel like I just feel at home when I'm around plants and flowers. Um, when I'm when I'm in a vegetable garden, it's so lovely. It's so lovely being in a vegetable garden as well. And then there's the glass house side of things. I love being in a glass house. The the kind of gardens I've worked in, I've had to do. The, everything from the machinery to the borders to the veg garden to the glass house to sweep, sweeping out the rakes to cleaning the silt over the lakes to dealing with the sports sport maintenance side of things so i kind of guess i've had to learn i've had to learn it all and i've had to learn it quick really if i wanted to succeed in the Cotswolds wow you sound like you have got an amazing skill i mean gardening is such a a big field and um for me like i've just i mean my husband's more of the the flower maybe ornamental design person um i do like to design some i do little kind of plans um of what i would like to do in the garden and he kind of adds it to his plan we kind of do it together but um i'm more of like the vegetable gardener and the fruit gardener i love to grow my own food and then i love to teach other people how to grow their own food because i just think like the now like in in life when like people are going to food banks and stuff i just think if we could teach everybody that skill you know then you could i mean i know it's fruit it's only fruit and veg in in a sense but you know there's potatoes there's everyday needs isn't it so i was saying in the lockdown we were lucky last march we had a huge vegetable garden which was producing because you were going to the supermarkets and you couldn't even get your basic vegetables here in the countryside. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know why it was like in a city or a town, but in the countryside, we, we were really struggling to get the basic beds. So kind of guess we were very lucky in that sense to have a vegetable garden on site producing. Yeah, exactly. And I think it kind of, it, it's just, I think it's just more sustainable. I think now when we're talking about like looking after the environment and stuff, like, it's definitely something I want to do more of and um, my aim is I, I, my aim for this year was to get a compost bin set up but it just didn't happen um, but that's just the way of, of life I suppose you know when you work full time and, and, and you're trying your best sometimes at weekends and holidays to do things and um, we, re- we remodelled our back garden um, part of it this year so kind of just didn't just didn't have time to do it it's not that we we will do it it's in the the grand scheme that i would love to have a compost bin to be able to and we have rabbits too so i know that they're good for like putting well their poo (laughs) it's good for like putting in compost bins and stuff so 
They're they're treated like kids. (laughs) They're spoiled. My dad said said the rabbit's treated better than him at home. (laughs) My my husband probably says that about me actually. But um, do you know they're the best pets? I've wanted them for for years, years. And um, my husband was always saying we need to get the garden right. And then, like, because he obviously had a plan in his mind that he wanted it. And um, I think in lockdown, because it was so, like, isolating, I think, you know, I think we all kind of struggled. I mean, I know I struggled um, being away from people and having to work from home. And it just, I know me and you are talking over Zoom just now, but I think when it was just Zoom all the time and people were stuck and couldn't really just go and visit friends and family, um, my husband (laughs) decided he would just take um, the plunge and and set up a rabbit kind of bit for me and we went and got rabbits. And do you know, it's been the best thing I've ever done. We've got, we have got a puppy as well. um, Lila, who's she's going to be a, a year old um, next month, but but yeah, they're the best. Rabbits are amazing, you know. And I never thought they were so. They they have little characteristics that you didn't even think they would have. They're, they're, they're great mentors as well, haven't they? Yeah. They're great mentors. Uh, that's one thing I know about my mums. I I'll go home once a night It's the first time I got got to go home this year last week and. Uh, it remembers me, you know, and I'm like, oh, how, how does it not me darts at someone, you know, it sets its territory because it's a house, right? But yeah, anyway, we're not here to talk about rabbits. <laughs> no, don't get me started on rabbits. So, um, so gardening, you said, just makes you feel better. So, do you feel like it? It helps your like your mental well-being. Um, I, I really, I really believe it does because we all can have ups and downs, and we can have arguments with our partners, but. I believe you do your best thinking when you're in the garden or when you're in your happy space and the garden for me is my happy space um, you know anything in life doesn't bother me if if I'm in the garden um, it, it's, it, it is good for you it is good for your mental health as well it's also good to feel the, the earth on your hands you, you can feel it in your hands the goodness and feel the cold on your fingertips in the morning when you put your hands into the ground it, it, it's just connecting with nature and it's also being it's being close to god it's what he created it's uh end of the yeah i'm not just it's not about the mental health it's about you you feel closest to god when you're out there too so you know it, it really is good yeah, definitely. I can totally relate. Um, as a gardener who doesn't use gloves, unless I really have to. I mean, I do have gloves, but um, the only reason I really use gloves is if I'm doing the weeding and there's like jaggy nettles or something. That um, I'll. I, but a lot of the time, I just like to have my hands in the mud, and and I'm always kind of like I've got my hands are covered in mud when I'm in the garden and and it's great and I, I do think it's it's amazing because they do um say that there's like microbes in the soil that actually can affect like your serotonin in your body so actually putting your hands in the dirt I know people some people who do say to me oh mud and they and and, and yeah I get it mud is people will think it's dirty but but it's not it's really it's it's help it's helping you and you can always wash your hands so like i always feel better like see being outside like 
going out and doing outdoor learning or being in the garden I think it just it's totally different from being inside you know when you're inside working and then when you're outside and it's a total different different feeling you somehow I think I feel like I'm kind of free not that I'm saying I'm I'm stuck when I'm indoors working but I'll describe myself as a spring ram when I'm in the garden because I could be doing something I'll spot a weed in a border I go running over there get the weed I could be then I'll notice something else over there I'll go do that and I'm very much like a spring ram in a garden I'm just leaving leave me to it but if I'm around the house I'm just like housework it doesn't. You don't have the same motivation for doing, you know, your job you love. It's also a hobby which I love. Um, so getting out of bed at six o'clock on a morning is not a problem to me. I will go out and do it every day. But at the minute, I'm working seven days a week, and it's not. It's not bothering me, and it's cold. And you know, fair enough. The cold does get to you a bit, but there's so many different writers of job this time of year because you're catching up from summer so you've got lots of streaming to be doing you've got your glass holes to clean you've got your beds to put the beds for winter and then you've got all your motion so all your heavy preparing for preparing your garden for next year is going on now even even though we don't realise it we're doing our preparing for the garden for next year to get the best results Definitely. I mean, I do kind of... I don't know if you watch garden programmes. I love Gardeners World and I like um, the Beach Grove. So that's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you watch the Beach Grove. That's a Scottish um, garden yeah, programme. I've seen the Beach Grove. Um, I, I watch Gardeners World every Friday night. Well, obviously, it's, it's stopped now. It's stopped on Friday night. But, yeah, Beach Grove's on a Sunday morning, I think, isn't it? On BBC One. I never really watch them on time, you know, I always catch them up. But, um, yeah, so at this time of year, I kind of get sad in a way because, it, I, I don't know, it's almost like, see, when the gardening programmes come back on, like when Gardeners World comes back on in March, I'm like, oh, that means that's the start of, like, everything's going to start growing again. But I, I'm, totally, I'm totally against Gardeners World finishing now because there's so much to be done in the garden still. This is... This is the busy period in the garden. Summer is summer is busy, but all you're doing is weeding, watering, dead-heading, cutting grass, edging on, bit of streaming. You know, you're tidying, sprucing up jobs, but winter you're doing your hands-on physical jobs. You're doing all your pruning, you're doing all your mulching, you're preparing the grounds, you're putting, you know, you're putting your repotting plants in the grass holes to start. I think there's so much, so much to learn. If Monty Don can't teach, teach the whole country that, then there's something wrong. I agree. I do agree with you. I, I you know, I always think, um, you know, wow, it's it's like it is early to finish, and, and it kind of makes me think, oh no, that's big, and I think that's the end of like the the growing season as such. But actually, you know, this year, um, I, I'm I've got a polytunnel, um allotment so i'm gonna try and grow some winter veg um so i'm gonna have a go at that so i think like that you, it, i mean a lot of people think that like you're like you're saying people um i've had i've had a couple of gardeners say to me um oh you can't grow anything this time of year and i'm like you, you can grow things this time of year they wouldn't make winter veg and winter like flowers and stuff that, that <laughs> 
you can. I, I've had to grow things this time of year because I've had to produce, cut flowers for the house and vegetables for the house. You just have to create the climate they want. Um, I, f- I believe you do get some amazing gardeners, so you can't grow anything this time of year, and then, then they won't grow anything. They'll be very stubborn about it. But I think the times are in, and if you want to work on the private estates like like I am, you have to. You have to think outside the box to make these things happen, um, and that's creating a climate. Whether it's having eight eight heaters in a polytunnel to create a summer climate, you have to do it. Um, I'm sure that when they see the electric bill, they realise what we've been doing. But you know, it's the it's the thing it's the thing you have to do. And I I think when you look at Chelsea Flower Shop TV earlier this year, they they tried to prolong the roses create the climate for the roses and they had about 600 plants and they only could choose 60 of them because the rest of them didn't didn't make it and I think it was a perfect example about creating a climate for growing you're just your average average plant so you can use it all year round um, and that's something what needs to be pushed more I think yeah, definitely, and and you know, I I'm a I'm a great believer of like winging it. You know, I, I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna learn, and you know, like you say, see if I try stuff and it and it fails, and I think it it wasn't warm enough. That's fine, or or it might just fail anyway. But I think you know, at least try and do it. And I just think that I've got this space now that is indoors that I can grow. Whereas maybe like like outdoors, yeah, in our garden in Scotland. Um, we've hit the frost now so nothing's going to grow in the ground um, where we live now because it's it's going to be frosty it's going to be hard it's going to be it's, it's going to be a hard time and we, it, so we, my garden isn't going to work but for me to have the space of the polytunnel that's going to be warm and stuff I thought I'm going to try it and see what happens and I think that as well like you're saying like there's a lot of stuff for preparing for next year so I always kind of it sounds silly and you probably do it as well but even like in the back of my mind I then start preparing for what I want to do next season so in my allotment like what I think your mind focus when you can't get in the garden and you're sad and you're gloomy just get your head in a plant magazine or a catalogue or get a notepad out and just start doodling plants you like and then that focuses you focuses focuses you on onto the garden again even if you can't be out there you can sort of leave it in your head and in your own little space i kind of drift off when you when it's plants i'm so happy um but yeah going back to your polytunnel you could force on bulbs for christmas your paper whites your hyacinths you could have all that for christmas in your polytunnel you could add your croissants um so you could prolong you could go right into march with your polytunnel um, yeah. unfortunately polytunnels as you polytunnels we haven't got a polytunnel so we've just got a glass house so we're kind of restricted in what we can do and how much we can do it but if i had a polytunnel i'd be growing masses you know i love, I love the idea of a polytunnel but for people who have these bigger states to see them as a bit of an eyesore um which is unfortunate because I think there's always room behind of a shed or something. Just put a big long polytunnel along, and 
yeah, you could once again, even in summer, if you don't have enough veg space outside, you could bring it all in and grow a crop inside as well. So yeah, that's the best in your garden definitely definitely I mean the thing is where my polytunnel um, at the allotment it's kind of like it's funny it's like a little community you know you go in and, and like everybody's got their different things growing and everybody gives you stuff and it's like oh have some of, have some of my tomatoes have some of my broccoli have some of this and it's 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 brilliant and you get to see everybody that doing different things plus it gives you different ideas one of my one of the guys in the polytunnel was growing spinach but he was growing it up the way and I said I've never seen spinach growing up the way and he was like yeah he's like you can I just thought I would just try it this year and um, he said it, it, it's done great And but it, he had left it as well you know sometimes he left it and it flowered so it went to seed and yeah. I said that's what I drew my attention to it was it looked like a trailing plant you know and I thought that was beautiful. Like, what is that? And he's like a spinach, and like you know, he's eating the leaves. <laughs> like, it's a yeah. bit bitter, but it's, but it's, they're nice. And I'm like, wow. Like sometimes, like you can be so. And I know it is. Like you're looking for, you're looking for the food to be um, grown. But sometimes I think it's nice to even just like that. Just when when if you've got stuff off with your veg that's growing, it, when it starts to flower. It's, it also looks nice and then it attracts like the 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 wildlife like you know it attracts like the bees and the butterflies and the insects and and sometimes it's okay I think I think when I first started gardening I thought you know everything has to be precise and perfect and, and take that flower off and do this whereas now I kind of leave some like if one's went to seed I think oh that's went to seed I don't really worry about it whereas when I first started my allotment um, I, I would get really stressed because I think that's went to that's went to seed. But obviously, sometimes, like we had, when I first had my allotment, it was really warm, so the the broccoli had went to seed because it was it was just too hot. So when it's too hot, it just went to seed. So it was it wasn't it. I did that. There was nothing I could do. The weather had made it, and it was outdoors. My allotment, my old one. So. Um, that was just one of those things and I thought oh I've done something wrong but it wasn't it was the weather and, and that's something you just have to kind of go with is yeah. that, you know garden's not always going to be perfect you just no, have no. to weather's one thing bear in mind all the time I mean you know if it's if it's a wet summer you're going to get a bad crop of vegetables because everything's going to rot out if it's too warm you know things aren't going to grow in your veg you're going to take up too much water but once again, other things will benefit. Your herbaceous borders will be loving life if it's too warm. I mean, look at this summer. I don't know if it was like that in Scotland, but the herbaceous borders just put masses of growth on it. It was unbelievable. I've not seen it, seen the borders like it. I know I'm still pretty human to my career. I'm only, what, eight years into estate gardening, but yeah, it was, that, it was pretty amazing. But then, the downsides some of the vegetables filled I mean sweet corn I, I agree I agree with the sweet corn and for whatever reason that just went to seed straight away um, oh wow and then the, the broccoli went to seed it was too warm uh, but we've got masses of courgettes you know they love warm weather uh, so it, it's hit and miss isn't it with gardening you, 
you're going to benefit in different areas of your garden, whether it's wet, whether it's sunny. But one thing I will say, grass grows, it doesn't matter what it's doing. Oh, yes. It's still growing. <laughs> the grass when we well we moved into this house and it had um, artificial grass and we just have it as we're six we're six, here six years now and we just haven't haven't changed it because it's it's such a big area just we just we have not got round to that bit yet because um, the border part that we did developed beside my conservatory we have another bit that's got decking and the, the artificial grass and um, I, I must admit. I, I don't think we'll get grass um, when we get rid of that grass. I think it'll probably end up being some more borders and stuff, more, more flowers in that. But um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't miss cutting the grass because it, it does. It just grows so fast. You know, you would cut yeah. it and then you think, oh, that'll be okay, and then all of a sudden it's up again. And it's just one thing that does does grow um, so quickly. But yeah, it's just gardening is, and it's true. It's true what you said. It's it's hit and miss. It's and even with me, like, like you're saying, like I've grown stuff and I've thought I've and I've done everything that I've done before. And like you say, it's just it's just not worked out. So I just sometimes I just think, oh, you know, it's been the weather. It's been you know like you're saying it's been too late. Um, we had a good summer up here. In fact, our weather's been really good this year. Um, the fact that it's November now and now we're getting cold is is fantastic because normally start of end of September start of October we would have frost up here so and it would be really the the ground would be hard and 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 that would be it you would kind of think no nothing's nothing's gonna end this out in the gardens gonna not survive um obviously we've got stuff that's you know comes back and stuff so there's stuff that we just kind of cut back and it comes back like next year but um but yeah most of like the bedding plants and stuff i had to take out because we knew that it was they were going to just they were just going to get ruined by the frost that was coming which is kind of sad but it's just one of those things that's what the the season just the way of life but i guess yeah yeah i'm lucky enough i've just gardened in yorkshire and gardened in the cotswold but moving from yorkshire to the cotswolds it's a different climate again and then you look at down devon where they get a lot of rain down there they get a lot of heat it's very mild so that's another different climate and then you go further north you've got scotland and i mean that must be a challenge up there i've never worked in scotland so I wouldn't know what it's like. Maybe it's a challenge for the future, I don't know. Um, Could be. You never know. You never know where your next your next adventure might be. Yeah, but I'm very settled in the Cotswolds, so if my boss is watching this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> do you have any so do you have any good gardening tips that you would give for someone who is just starting out their garden? Yes, I would say my gardening tips would be grow something you want to enjoy and what you want to look at. Don't, don't, go, don't go for something which is too tricky to start off with, you know. Don't think, oh, I want to plant a load of roses if I don't know how to prune them because that's a lot of money if you don't know how to prune a rose properly. And also, 
you know, you only gonna end up paying a professional gardener to come in to sort your mess out, and they're gonna say to you, it's a restart job, because I have it all the time, you know, I get people ringing me up and saying, I've made a hash of this, and I think, you know, this is gonna cost you a lot of money to redo, and I, I'm gonna be the person to do it, but if you did it this way, um, but also, I would say just make it your own space, you know, just definitely just grow something for your own space, whether whether it's just buying some bedding plants and seeing what them bedding plants do, or buying some cosmos, collecting the seed of the cosmos and starting small. But I, if I was to start off again, I would always start with the vegetable side. I think I would learn the vegetable side, learn how to grow seed, how to nurture the plant on, learn when to plant it, how much water it takes. And then I would move on slowly, slowly that way. But I guess with me, I, I've always had to be chucked into the deep end. So my, my old boss's tip was lose your gloves, you lose your hat and use your bare hands. You know, get your hands out of your pocket. And that's kind of the tips I got. I got taught the hard way by some very good head gardeners. Um, I, I guess if you've got the passion for it, you're gonna have your head in a book and you're gonna go for it, aren't you? It's like you say, you can wing it and then you learn, you learn the next time. Um, and that that would be my tip, really. Just just enjoy it. Don't, don't yeah, definitely. You know, I think I totally agree with you. I think, um, like, obviously, the first year that I I grew vegetables from seeds, like I I just grew everything, you know, and 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 grew too much. Because, but then it kind of, in a way, it was good because then I gave it to the the community, the allotment. You know, I was sharing it and stuff. So, but it was it, like you're saying, it gave me the chance because I was in lockdown, and I was working from home. I could go out and nurture the, the seeds every day, and and I could I could still do that now that work. But um, when it, it would be it would be something every day in the morning or like you're saying like you're saying you go out to do the weeding and then you would get caught with something else. I would and you know even like when I was working from home, I maybe would go out for a break for five minutes, but then it would be like two hours later because I'd ended up like going out and checking my plants and then saying oh that that needs to be repotted or that needs watered or that needs that needs uh, you know it's got a bit of leggy let's cut that pee back a bit uh, you know it's. And that actually helped me though, I think. Sometimes when you go out and you just kind of, you, you don't really mean to be out and then you kind of get caught up in the garden then you come back and you feel more res- refreshed. But for me, just kind of winging it in the garden, I, I obviously was learning. I don't mean I was just winging it, just not <laughs> not thinking about it. I was winging it in the sense that I thought, I'm just going to try and grow this stuff. And it, it was, it was great. You know, I, I grew loads of stuff and my allotment was amazing. You know, for the yeah. first year of doing it and planning, and yes, I had to rejig some of the plans like I had for it because, um, like I'd, I had a, a plan in my head, and then when I grew the stuff, I you know was thinking about the sun and stuff, and I had to move the sweet corn from where I thought it would be, and then I ended up with raspberry canes where the sweet corn was going to be, and you know, and these things happened, and then like the next year, 
I just kind of evolved into doing other stuff. But yeah, definitely, it's it's just if you if you like it, and it's your passion, then you are going to do it definitely. And I think everybody has different um, passions in gardening. I mean, I'm ve- I'm more vegetable and fruit, whereas you're more, you know, you like the flowers and ornamental. The same as my husband, he's just he's not interested in um, growing food. I mean. He's just like it. Just does. It's something that doesn't interest him. He likes doing flowers, and 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 that's that's okay. Everybody's different. Everybody has different passions about what they want to grow. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And you know, it's important to do these things with a smile on your face as well. Like like you would have done in your first year growing your veg. When you saw the first French bean trailing up that cane, you would have been over the moon. You would have mm-hmm. been jumping and grabbing all of it. And, Starting top of your voice, I can't believe I've grown this French bean. And I kind of guess that's how I'm like, what I'm like when I walk into Glasshouse when I see some of my seedlings coming up. Apart from I have to be more reserved and just hold the excitement in. But that is that is gardening really, isn't it? You do it, you enjoy it. It's, it's all year round for you, it's not just eight months of the year. No, I agree with you. I think we should campaign. I think we should all start a campaign for gardeners on to be on longer and the beach grove. Yeah. I think so, definitely, because I think um, having more time and like you're saying, like there's jobs you can do during the winter that you know we probably all do preparing, but nobody really kind of thinks about it. You just think, oh, that's the time of the this season to finish. But yeah, definitely, I think there should be more gardeners programs on. Um, People struggle with mental health because it's sat in all winter, you know, they go to work, come home, it's dark. All you can do is put the TV on if, you, if you're if you not motivated to go for a run or go work out, you know. It, on a weekend, they could be outside in the garden feeling that cold air on their face. No one likes to be cold, but the cold air makes you feel so much better on a morning and makes you so much healthier by feeling that fresh air, it, it gets you used to having a cold, you can let, let your cold out naturally out there. Um, I believe from a mental, mental being point of view that, yeah, it, it's important that everyone gardens all year round, I don't just say I haven't cut my grass since October because the sun went in, it, you know, it, you're healthy anyway in summer because you you generally happy from spring onwards because the weather's picked up but you need to be out there in winter to feel to feel the actual benefits of it i feel um, yeah definitely that's what it well my, my mum and dad they used to say like um you don't wear a coat inside because you don't feel the benefit of it you know type thing you know you're you're if you wear your coat inside you wouldn't know what it's like to have your coat on outside to keep you warm because there's no difference but i totally agree with you um like there's no such thing as bad weather um you know you just have to wrap up and have lots of layers on but sometimes nine times out of ten like just now in the winter um when it starts and it's frosty it's it's warmer by like like lunchtime so you're not like frozen frozen even it's just a bit chilly but 
you can live with that. It's not, we're not exactly, it's not really cold, cold where we live in the UK. You know, I think maybe over in Canada or something, but they have real cold where um, it's quite dangerous. But um, so, yeah, we can definitely survive in the UK. And I think we just, we need to, and that's what, so hopefully this year on my page, uh, I'll, I'll have stuff growing like onions, garlic, some stuff like that and winter stuff that maybe and I'll I'll see how I get on and see what I do but listen thanks for thanks so much for coming on because we're coming to the end of our meeting but it's been great chatting with you and I'm going to let you go and I'm going to thank you for being on the show Thanks so much for Gary for coming on tonight and sharing his story about how he started gardening and some gardening tips. I hope you all enjoyed it.